TED Audio Collective. A quick new idea daily from the world's greatest TEDx talks. I'm your host, Atosa Leone, and this is TEDx Shorts. A stitch in time saves nine. Don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. We're culturally mired with sayings and reminders that suggest taking time to do things right. But Ari Wallach says that a lot of society's systemic problems come from not listening to our own advice. Ari is a futurist who explains the ways we can move out of the short-term decision-making that's caused vulnerabilities to many of our ways of life. We have a lot of problems that we are facing. These are civilizational-scale problems. The issue, though, is we can't solve them using the mental models that we use right now to try and solve these problems. Yes, a lot of great technical work is being done, but there's a problem that we need to solve for a priori before if we want to really move the needle on those big problems. Short-termism. Short-termism, for many reasons, has pervaded every nook and cranny of our reality. So I just want you to take a second and just think about an issue that you're thinking and working on. It could be personal, it could be at work, or it could be move-the-needle world stuff. And think about how far out you tend to think about the, the solution set for that. Because short-termism prevents the CEO from buying really expensive safety equipment. It'll hurt the bottom line. So we get the Deepwater Horizon. It wasn't always like this. We did the Panama Canal. We did the Transcontinental Railroad, the Marshall Plan. And it's not just big physical infrastructure problems and issues. Women's suffrage, the right to vote. But in our short-termist time, where everything seems to happen right now, and we can only think out past the next tweet or timeline post, we get hyper-reactionary. And so what I've developed is something called long past, and it's a practice. It's a practice because it's not necessarily a thing that you do. It's a process where you have to revisit different ways of thinking for every major decision that you're working on. So I'm going to go through those three ways of thinking. So the first, transgenerational thinking. I love the philosophers, Plato, Socrates, Habermas, Heidegger. I was raised on them. But they all did one thing that didn't actually seem like a big deal until I really started kind of looking into this. And they all took as a unit of measure for their entire reality of what it meant to be virtuous and good, the single lifespan, from birth to death. But here's the problem with these issues. They stack up on top of us, but because the only way we know how to do something good in the world is if we do it between our birth and our death. That's what we're programmed to do. If you go to the self-help section in any bookstore, it's all about you, which is great, unless you're dealing with some of these major issues. And so with transgenerational thinking, which is really kind of transgenerational ethics, you're able to expand how you think about these problems What is your role in helping to solve them? It's something that you can do in a very kind of personal way. So every uh, once in a while, if I'm lucky, my wife and I like to go out to dinner. And we have three children under the age of seven. So we, we, we sit down, and like, literally all I want to do is just like, eat and chill, right? And my kids have a completely and totally different idea of what we're going to be doing. 
And so my, my first idea is to go into my pocket and take out the iPhone and give them Frozen or some other best-selling game thing. Um, and, and then I stop, and I have to kind of put, you know, because I'm doing this, I have to put on this transgenerational thinking cap. You have to kind of think, okay, I can do this, but what is this teaching them? So what does it mean if I actually bring some paper or engage with them in conversation? It's hard. But what it does is it connects them here in the present with me, but it also, and this is the, the, the crux of transgenerational thinking ethics, it sets them up to how they're going to interact with their kids and their kids and their kids. Second, future thinking. So when we think about the problems, we put it through a technological lens, a tech-centric, a techno-utopian. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's something that we have to really think deeply about if we're going to move on these major issues. We've abdicated the future from, from the high priests in Rome to the high priests of Silicon Valley. And so when we think, well, how are we going to deal with climate or with poverty or homelessness, our first reaction is to think about it through a technology, you know, a technology lens. And we have to rethink our base assumption about only looking at the future in one way, only looking at it through the dominant lens, because our problems are so big and so vast that we need to open ourselves up. And the, so that's why I do everything in my power not to talk about the future. I talk about futures. It opens the conversation again. So when you are sitting and thinking about how do we move forward on this major issue, it could be at home, it could be at work, it could be, again, on, this, on the global stage. Don't cut yourself off from thinking about something beyond technology as a fix, because we're more concerned about technological evolution right now than we are about moral evolution. The final, telos thinking. This comes from the Greek root, ultimate aim and ultimate purpose. And it's really asking one question, to what end? When was the last time you asked yourself, to what end? And when was the last time, and when you asked yourself that, how far out did you go? Because long isn't long enough anymore. Three, five years doesn't cut it. It's 30, 40, 50, 100 years. We have lost our to what end, so we stay on this hamster wheel. And yes, we're trying to solve these problems, but what comes after? we solve the problem. And unless you define what comes after, people aren't going to move. You know, the businesses, it isn't just about business, but the businesses that do consistently, who break out of short-termism, not surprisingly, are family-run businesses. They're transgenerational, they're telos, they think about the futures. So it's important that we remember the future. We treat it like a noun. It's not. It's a verb. It requires action. And it all begins really with yourself asking this question, what is, what is your long path? But I ask you, when you ask yourself that now or tonight or behind the steering wheel or in the boardroom or the situation room, push past the long path quick, oh, it's what's my long path the next three years or five years? Try and push past your own life if you can, because it makes you do things a little bit bigger than you thought were possible. The TEDx talk you just listened to was recorded at a TEDx event in Washington, D.C. All TEDx events are independently organized by volunteers who believe in TED's mission of ideas worth spreading. 
Special thanks to the organizing team at TEDx Mid-Atlantic. Want to listen to more TEDx Talks? Explore the entire archive on the TEDx YouTube channel. I'm Atosa Leone. Thanks for listening and see you tomorrow.